0: More on that in a moment because we have gotten a hold of Kevin Bass who in addition to being an MD and a PhD student – is uh, an editor at thedietwars.com, also runs a wildly popular Substack column. Uh, So, Kevin, um, as I was promoting your appearance, I mentioned that you are uh, both an MD and a PhD student. So just so folks are aware, you're pursuing both of those degrees simultaneously?
1: Yeah, with an MD-PhD program, you do two years of med school, sometimes three years, then you do your Ph.D., and then you finish med school uh, either two years or one year, depending upon whether you did uh, two years or three years at the beginning. So, yeah, it gets split up. So you do the first part of med school, then you do your Ph.D., then you do last part of med school. So I've done the first part of med school. I've done the Ph.D., and now I'm finishing up uh, med school.
0: And uh, just so our listeners know, how close are you to being officially referred to as doctor and doctor?
1: Yeah, I have uh, – two years left so this is my third year I have this year and then next year and then I'll, I'll be there
0: all right well and now um it's good to know now you tell you describe on your twitter bio describes you as a former covidian and now part of team reality tell people what you mean by that what do you mean that you were a former covidian and what's new about your attitude these days
1: well, I think, um, I, and I was, a, I was a very staunch COVIDian, COVIDian but I think a COVIDian, uh, what I refer to as a COVIDian, I think of as somebody who um, who thought we should lock down for long periods of time, who blames the fact that COVID uh, and, and so many people died during the pandemic on the fact that people weren't locking down, they weren't social distancing properly, they weren't getting vaccinated, and I actually... Um, and I think actually, underneath a lot of those beliefs is actually a uh and this <laughs> this is a really long story, but <laughs> ultimately uh the policies that the United States ended up following and the policies that our leaders uh uh admired the most were policies that came from China and then from Italy. They were imported essentially from china once once China rocked down in mass uh that was sort of the cue or the um the the green light for the West to try those sorts of policies. And I just think of somebody who's a COVIDian is somebody who, who's very staunch on lockdowns, very staunch on trying to control the spread and who believes that if we just lock down harder, if we just socially distance harder, uh, then, uh, we wouldn't have all these problems with COVID. It's sort of a failure in morality of people who are not, uh, um, following the mandates or following the restrictions properly, and it's it's a sort of uh, in, like in my opinion now kind of an insane ideology. And um, you know, it, it, it my shift uh, to thinking that way uh, took about almost three years of of really strongly believing it. I believe that people should, you know, we heard on the news that uh, people were welded into their apartments by the Chinese government. I was so extreme that I thought that that was. You know, I thought it was ruthless, but I thought it was, you know, uh, it was effective. So that, at that time, I actually believed in these sorts of things. But but uh, at, at the end of 2022, uh, I just started to see things differently. Uh, there there's quite a background story on that, and then we can't get deep into that in this uh, conversation because it could take quite a while. But uh, more or less, I I just saw that. Obviously, uh, the lockdowns weren't working. The idea of having zero COVID wasn't working. Most of the countries that were trying such a thing, the lockdowns were becoming increasingly popular in China. And as we know, whenever China lifted their lockdowns, probably millions of people ended up dying as a result of it. So the whole zero COVID well, As a result of the lockdowns, just to be clear? Uh, I think different countries uh, experienced different things as a result of the lockdowns. But millions of people died in China as a result of um, basically they tried to the lock down, they tried to have a zero COVID, but eventually they, they said, you know, you, we can't do this forever. And then they let the lockdowns go. And again, these are really severe lockdowns. So the degree to which uh, these kinds of lockdowns can happen really can only occur in a totalitarian country. Uh, so most countries that try to do lockdowns for significant periods of time, they're not going to be able to stop the spread. I think in China is an exception. There are some other exceptions where they actually were able to, but it wasn't pinnable to do it forever. So once they actually uh, stopped doing the lockdowns, and this happened in, in, in January of this year, uh, the, the the virus rampaged the country and millions of people died within the span of a few months. And that's just because um, a virus is going to virus. You can't lock your country down forever. Uh, and so... Basically, these zero-COVID policies were a failure around the world, uh, no matter which country. And even if you look at um, the countries that did do a zero-COVID policy that were relatively successful, and these were seem to be island nations that could uh, control the flow of people in and out of the country very carefully, such as Australia and New Zealand, even in these countries, as you astutely pointed out, there are downsides of lockdowns. So lockdowns cause social disruption And because they cause cause social disruption, they can cause uh, certain vulnerable segments of the population. It depends upon which country we're talking about. Different uh, subsections and subpopulations are vulnerable in different ways in different countries. But it causes those populations to become more vulnerable and more susceptible to whatever problems you're having in the country at the time. So, for example, in the United States, we have a drug epidemic going on. Uh, We know about fentanyl. Well, so whenever we had lockdowns in the United States, The drug problems became a lot worse. The drug overdoses almost doubled the amount of deaths that we got as a result of those. Violence was a big thing in the United States. In different countries, different sorts of vulnerabilities uh, are exposed and are made worse. Uh, And so in New Zealand and in Australia, even though they had a zero COVID policy, they had relatively few COVID deaths. If you compare them to, say, a country like Sweden, which didn't lock down at all, uh, it was completely voluntary. Um, it was it was uh, freedom was emphasized in that country, even though you had more COVID deaths in Sweden because you didn't have as many of these social disruptions that cause deaths from non-COVID causes. Sweden actually had less excess mortality than the so-called successful uh, zero COVID countries such as New Zealand and Australia. So the thing that we didn't understand, the thing that the COVIDians didn't understand properly, was that the lockdown policies and the and the, the very heavy-handed governmental policies that forced people to do certain things had what we call in economics negative externalities. They they had negative side effects that were. Uh, not just addressing the virus, but actually caused problems in all sorts of other ways in other parts of society, even though they might have had some effect on the virus in in certain contexts. Now, in the United States, um, lockdowns didn't even work nearly as well as they did in uh, New Zealand and Australia. So in in the United States, we mostly just had negative effects of lockdowns and, uh, and no real positive effects in stopping the spread. So they were a complete disaster. And that's what I mean by... Uh, switching from being a COVIDian to team reality. By team reality, uh, it's just sort of something that we talk about on Twitter. It's it's a group of people who are who are based and grounded in reality, and reality is a little bit more complex than the fairy tale stories that we were told about COVID and, and the lockdowns during the pandemic. Uh,
0: Dr. Rich McCormick, who is an emergency room doctor who was a a Marine and uh, he testified before Congress a couple of days ago about the pandemic response is what he said.
2: Let me tell you what else I witnessed as an ER doctor. I watched families struggle with this once we were no longer able to allow families into the ER. I watched people die by themselves. I held the hands of people who were dying and looked in their eyes and and told them I was going to do my very best, but knew there was very little I could do because we didn't know what to do. I I watched and prayed with people uh, knowing that the outcome was going to be very poor and knowing we were doing some things very wrong um, over time and, and realizing as it continued, I became very aware that the government was the biggest problem of all. They didn't help this pandemic. They got in the way of the conversation. They interjected themselves between the professionals and the patients. They kept families apart. They didn't let people even die with dignity or with any choice in their own health care. Let me ask you this. this. This is my take home is why do we keep on turning back to the government to solve the problems that the government created? That's what I get out of this. Kevin,
0: give me a reaction to what Dr. McCormick said there and tell me what lessons you think we should be learning uh, the next time there's a pandemic.
1: Well, I agree with Dr. McCormick completely. And I think the lessons that we, um, well, I think he, he hits on it exactly. I think the government had an idea about how the pandemic should be managed such that the government was essentially uh, from the top down, telling everybody else how they should behave in response to the pandemic. The problem with that is that people have different values, different ways that they w- weight risks and benefits depending upon their individual needs and their individual lives. Everybody has a different way of looking at the world and th- a and set sort of things that they value and find most important. So everybody's going to make different decisions based on the same information that they're receiving, because they have other things that are less, other considerations to take into account to weigh against that information, for example, that information about the pandemic. So instead of having a top-down approach where the government tells everybody this is the direction that you're going to go, and in fact, the government tailors information uh, and distorts it so that that information uh, elicits the desired behavior change that the government thinks that people should have. So they actually, uh, and they accuse people of spreading misinformation, but they themselves become a source of misinformation. Instead of doing that, just tell people the truth, let them decide what to do based on that truth for their own individual lives. So decentralize the decision-making process, but give everybody solid information so that they can decide for their own value systems for their own circumstances how they're going to respond to a virus it's it's actually a very interesting uh, situation with covid people weren't locking down because they weren't afraid people didn't want those restrictions because they weren't afraid well if we had something like say for example airborne ebola everybody everybody would have stayed in their sure. houses everybody so the, the thing with covid is that People were integrating that information, and if the virus is actually uh, lethal enough or deadly enough, people are going to respond to it in a rational way. Kevin, we're going to have to
0: unfortunately end it there. I appreciate the time this morning at an odd hour, and I hope we can talk again.
1: Thank you so much, Frank.
0: Thank you. You can check out Kevin's website, thedietwars.com, or you can just Google Kevin Bass Substack, and his Substack comes right up. There's some interesting things there. Calls, comments, questions, thoughts, 800-848-9222, 800-848-9222. Straight ahead.
2: The Other Side of Midnight. midnight, 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 midnight. Oh.